When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The 11 to 1 Show. It's an absolute farce at this stage. Will we ever get to the grand final again? I'm talking Eurovision next. The best mix. Years and years, King. Oh, they were more like the court jester. Were they last night? No, they weren't. No, they were brilliant. They were brilliant, but they were treated like the court jester, I would say. Uh, last night in the Eurovision, it's a farce. It's a farce of a competition now at this stage. I really do think it, it's just like, what do we have to do? What do we have to do to get to the next stage? That's all we want. I mean... Yeah, I thought they really knocked it out of the park. Now, some people said, you know, that Wild Youth song was quite generic and, you know, a bit lacklustre. No, I wouldn't say so. I say, I thought it was a real kind of earworm. The crowd were belting it out. We put a really talented group in there who really gave it their all with the performance. And, you know, they just, they, they brought the whole thing. They really did bring the whole thing. And, ah... Oh, I don't know. The reception in the arena was was out of this world. They just went wild. Um, And one comment actually that grabbed my attention was, you know, it got a great reception. I don't know where we are going wrong. I feel like we are writing great songs for Eurovision when it should just be great songs that happen to go to Eurovision. Now, that's a good point, okay? Because, you know, the likes of Rock and Roll Kids or Why Me, all of those, right? They were just written as songs. And then it was like, right, let's put these in. Oh, we might put that in for Eurovision. Are we getting too sort of tuned into the Eurovision vibe and kind of trying to write the song that fits the vibe of what Eurovision is now, as opposed to going, do you know what? Let's just write a great song. And if it's brilliant, let's put it in for the Eurovision. What a fantastic performance from Wild Youth Myself and Erin are so disappointed. We actually came last out of the 15. If you check it, says Mina. Well, thanks for that, Mina. That's just, you know, sort of deflated me. We came last, last. Like, can we just have a little minute for some of these people that were performing last night? People were going mad about Finland. I'm sorry, what? This? This is beating our entry? What? No, no. He, a guy with a load of crates on the stage dressed in a, half a bin bag that's coloured... <laughs> an inflated bin bag that's coloured green with a load of pink... Pe- no, 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 no. I don't understand it. Right? That, that's just... 
Like, do they want us to go really bizarre? Like, that's just not a song to me, all, all that chat, chat. Like, no, no, that's not a song. Even Ruth Ann, uh, the amazing Ruth Ann, who has written so many amazing uh, songs for different artists and she's behind the Irish Women in Harmony. She took to her Instagram stories last night and she was just like, what do we have to do, people? I'm a songwriter. All, all of the songs that I see there on, on the stage tonight, half of them were just absolute rubbish, like, is what she's saying. So she can't understand it either. Um, but yeah, I, I just I see the likes of that. Also, they had uh, Sweden as well. People were ranting and raving o- over the, the Swedish entry as well. This was uh, a woman uh, who had won before. Lorene is her name. And uh, she was back with another. Well, they said floor filler. I don't think it's a floor filler, but this was her entry tattoo. That sounds like ABBA, by the way, at the start of that. I just noticed. <laughs> it sounds a bit ABBA-y. I don't know. It's like ABBA and Beyonce or something came together. It sounds like thank you for the music, can we just say, at the start of that. <sighs> you be talking about Ed Sheeran stealing songs. No, I think no to that also. I just, no. There was nothing very exciting about that either. I don't know. I don't know. What are we going to do? What are we going to do with the Eurovision? Do we just sort of um, go back to the to the drawing board? Do we just not bother? I don't know. Uh, someone's saying um, it's the system. Our neighbouring countries can't vote. They're already in. A joke of a system. Uh, we made a farce of it ourselves sending a turkey. I know, yeah. yeah. Jedward, etc. I thought Jedward's lipstick song was kind of good. Simply just send talent that are actually singing into the microphone. Let's just call it as it is. But wild youth are that, I would say. Wild youth are the guys that are like writing their own songs that are already, you know, developing quite the name for themselves. So I thought, yeah, listen, we're a shoe in now with this and the song was really good. I don't know. It's a farce. That's all I'm going to say. It's a farce of a competition. There's John Waite missing you. Someone asking why was the UK not allowed to vote? I'm actually just Googling that here. Was it because the UK were hosting or something? Had that got something to do with the fact that they couldn't vote? I'm no idea. I'm a bit of a novice when it comes to all that sort of stuff. I think Ireland should send Ireland's Muppets <laughs> over to the Eurovision next year. They'll do a remix of Bob the Builder songs. It's called Can We F It Up Again? Says John. Oh, John, come on now. We have to be... See- I know what I said it was a farce, but that's just going a bit too far now with the farcical notions. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Every year we just get a little bit more angry don't we about the Eurovision and kind of our place in it but there you are that's that's it we can do nothing about it now anyway for this year what we can do though is enjoy some fantastic rock music there is the biggest rock uh, tribute rock show coming to the Ferry House race course in a couple of weeks we're going to find out more about it with the organiser next the 11 to 1 show with Gilmore's we're here for you 
The biggest tribute rock show is coming to Fairy House Racecourse in a couple of weeks. Rockathon. It's a 10-hour non-stop rock music festival paying tribute to rock gods like the Rolling Stones, Foo Fighters, Nirvana and so much more. It's happening on May 27th. Great day of music for all rock fans and all the family. Joining me now to tell us more about it is uh, David O'Brien Livingstone. He's the event coordinator at Rockathon. David, how are you getting on? Janelle, how are you? Great to have you back on the programme. Now, this is really where it's at. It has to be largest uh, rock tribute show, I'm going to say, in Ireland. has to be, David. I, I think at this point it is, yeah. I mean, we've put so much effort into the event over the last number of years and it's kind of grown from strength to strength since uh, the beginning of 2014. And I think, yeah, yeah we are definitely the only uh, festival around that is dedicated to pure rock music. Oh, well, that's what we like to hear. And where did the idea come from? Because, as you said, 2014 was kind of where it all kick-started. Uh, I mean, like, talking about, you know, seeing some amazing acts like, say, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rolling Stones and Foo Fighters, tribute acts like that, all in the one location, you're not going to get it. So so where did the idea come from? Well, basically, what we wanted to try and do was, it, it was basically a brainchild in 2014. We wanted to fill a void that was um, happening in the event industry and even still to this point today. Um, but, you know, we're not big promoters and um, the rock community isn't really being catered for. Also, the fact that a lot of the uh, tribute bands that we're bringing in, you know, those are those original big bands that you hear of, like ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Tim Lizzy, they aren't performing anymore. Maybe some of them have, you know, passed on or, you know, some of them, um, you know, haven't had the opportunity to come and play at a big venue in Ireland. So what we're really trying to do is to try and bring that music all together into the one place um, for, for just an epic event. Oh, I love the idea because like you say, rock music fans aren't catered for in that way. I totally understand where you're coming from with that. And what I love about this is as well, it's, you know, like you say, all these tribute acts coming together, you're not going to necessarily see the the likes of the Rolling Stones, those kind of people, you know, really at something like this in Ireland. But as well as that, it's a family friendly event because, you know, just because we're rockers, David, you know, like we still rock and roll, but we have kids, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, you do not need to get the babysitter out for this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Music to so, my ears. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a massively family-friendly event. And, you know, we've always had it where under 12s go free. Brilliant. That's um, another great incentive, yeah. Yeah, look, it gives an opportunity for young people to, you know, maybe it's their first experience at a rock festival or even, a, you know, they've never been to a concert before. Um, and, you know, it's catered for in a really safe and brilliant atmosphere. Um, I mean, Ferry House is an absolutely stunning venue and it just it just hones so well for, for an electric atmosphere there. So really um, does. I've seen some of the photographs yeah. as well of the little ones enjoying the music from last year. And it does. It looks really, really safe. They look like they're having a blast. Uh, so it's all the, the more reason to make it a family fun thing. And the thing about this is as well now, all tribute acts, uh, great tribute acts will not only perform the songs uh, like the original band, but they sort of dress up like them as well. All of that. And this is what you have with all of the access here. Yeah, exactly. So what we do is we hand pick the tribute bands. So we make sure that, you know, they resemble and nearly embody the original band. Um so it's not like you're just coming to see uh, a band that probably that would perform um you know songs from a few different bands. I mean yeah. these guys are, are recreations of the original right down to you know, mannerisms and everything like that, you know. 
Oh, that's great. Uh, so, so give us an idea of who you have this year. This year. So we try and change it up every year. And um, it, it's funny because um, we, we get a lot of feedback. And, and, and the feedback that we've got on the bands we've got this year has been amazing. So we have uh, a, a guns, tributes to Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Metallica for the metal fans, um, Nirvana are back. We have a tribute to Thin Lizzy, Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, Queens of the Stone Age, Foo Fighters. Um, the list goes on. But then what we've been able Loads. to find well is bring in some original bands as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Because these are guys that are unsigned that you want to give a chance to them as well. So sort of in between the, the other acts, they're going to be performing. That's a great idea. Yeah, it, it just it brings a little bit of a diversity to the event. You know, we want to be able to really show our support for Irish rock. Um, so we have brought in um, a couple of fabulous bands. Um, they're, they're actually uh, Venezuelan-born, but live in Ireland. Um, Break Loose, we gave them the opportunity to perform last year. And, you know, they just blew us out of the water. So we're bringing them back. We have another kind of grungy rock band called Vendetta Love. Um, also fantastic uh, professional musicians. Um, and then even, would you, would you believe there was um, a couple of young uh, guys that came to me? They were, I think, 14 or 15 wow. at the time last year. And they said, look, we would just, look, he said, I'd love to do anything to just uh, perform at Rockathon. And um, I said, well, do you have a band? And he goes, no, I don't have a band. But I, he said, I will work hard for the next year and put a band together so I can, I, I want to show, uh, you know, and, and see what it feels like to play in front of the Rockathon crowd. And, you know, he pulled up on his promise. So we're giving them the opportunity to perform a couple of their songs uh, during one of the breaks. Amazing. So just, you know, we want to do, we want to try and build that energy within the rock yeah. community um, and like even I just keep talking about the, the the young rockers, but the fact that when we see young kids rocking out to music that their parents grew up on is, and they're wearing the t-shirts from <laughs> you know the eighties and nineties, it is actually magical. It is because listen, they're oversaturated. They're oversaturated with sort of middle of the road stuff. I know where you're coming from, David. You're you're talking to a rock fan here, myself. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and you're. you're like I, I, it, it is definitely um, a bit of a hype at the moment. I'm seeing, you know, the kids going around in, in uh, Rolling Stones and Nirvana t-shirts, and you're nearly thinking, you know, are they just wearing it because it's fashion, or do they know the music? So what we want to do is bridge that gap and introduce them to, you know, uh, uh, some really fantastic. Uh, fantastic music you know well, it's a great idea and I think maybe the likes of Stranger Things might have had an impact there because of course of Metallica and that iconic puppet of strings moment in, in Stranger Things and of course as well Kate Bush running up that hill so there is that little bit of that trickling back into pop culture again which is great so you know that as you say bridge the gap let's start the education keep that going for them absolutely um, so who's going to be the highlight now for you do you reckon a highlight for me personally yeah do you know what? I'm really excited to see the Tin Lizzy uh, tribute. So they're Dizzy Lizzy. So because we haven't had him over in a few years, and he's actually came out, coming over from the UK. Yeah. Um, and then the also the Soundgarden uh, tribute. So they they're called the Year Grunge Broke. They have a massive following already. If you guys want to check them out on on Facebook, and they, those, those guys are actual professional musicians. Their 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 work is fantastic. But I, I mean, you know, look, I've always had a, had a love for ACDC personally myself <laughs> as well. 
Um, and um, you know, I like I like a bit of Guns and Roses. Do you, do you know what? I couldn't really pick. You're yeah, yeah, you're, you're you're going to look all of it there. I mean, and it's all in all in one location. You're, where would you get it? You wouldn't get it anywhere else. Now, tickets are flying. Tickets are absolutely flying. But there are some left. How can people get tickets? Well, look, we sold out on the VIP. We've had such a, a massive. Um, uh, traction this year uh, with with tickets on. We're the first festival back of the summer, so everybody wants to be there. Um, and uh, we, we do have, but I would I would definitely recommend to get your ticket before the day of the event. Yes. And um, also, camping is available on Friday and Saturday, so it's ten euro per person. Oh, um, Yeah. You can camp on you camp on Friday night, and then you'll be first in the queue, ready to go to twelve o'clock on Saturday morning, and then we have. Uh, fully licensed bar, two stages, um, and uh, yeah, just just an just an electric day. Oh, an electric day indeed. Well, David, thank you so much uh, for joining us, and I've no doubt it's going to be another great success again this year. Yes, uh, fingers crossed. Anyway, hopefully the uh, the weather stays good for oh, us. Oh yeah. Uh, Listen, the rock star, rockers won't care. You know, we're a hardy bunch. We will just be rocking out. doesn't matter if there's mudslides or anything happening. We'll be in there in the thick of it. Don't worry about that at all. David uh, Livingston there. Uh, we're, we're talking Rockathon, May 27th, Ferry House Racecourse, rockathon.ie for all the details there. The 11 to 1 Show. We are having another Word Foolery Wednesday today. Author Grace Tierney is going to be jo- Tierney even is going to be joining us a little bit later on, and I have a mystery word for you to guess. It's a very tricky mystery word <laughs> this month, but I think we're going to have a bit of crack with this. Uh, I'll give you all the details after some more music. Here's Dermot Kennedy. It is the time of the month where things go a little bit zany on 11 to 1. It is word foolery and author Grace Tierney is brilliant. She brings us fascinating and hilarious origin stories behind words we use a lot and weird sounding words that we definitely should use more often. And every month she gives us a mystery word. Today's one, Today's one is a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, OK, this I'm going to do my best attempt to pronounce this. It's very tricky. Lalochesia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Lalochesia. So it's spelt L-A-L-O-C-H-E-Z-I-A. I'm wondering, what does that mean? Wrong answers only is what I'm looking for on 086-1800-658. So don't Google it. We don't want the correct answer. The kind of more bizarre, strange, funny sounding meanings for that word, the better. And I have a book up for grabs. It's called Glass Houses by Melanie Murphy. And uh, she said the best-selling author of If Only. So Glass Houses is a magical, uplifting novel about family reconnection and learning not to take anything for granted. So uh, this is a really uh, page-turner book and it's uh, Melanie Murphy. She's an award-winning lifestyle YouTuber as well and best-selling author. So that's what I have up for grabs. But what does the word mean? Lalochesia. I'm thinking, is it like a health condition? Oh, she's got a bad dose of lalochesia. You know, I don't, I don't know what the symptoms of this might be, but um, that's my guess for today. So, lalochesia, what do we think that means? Wrong answers only. And uh, we'll have a bit of crack with this. 086-1800-658. You can walk my path. There's d <laughs> oh, every time, every time you just 
never disappoint me on 086 658 even when Grace throws out a doozy of a mystery word like lalochesia. Uh, I thought it was like a, you know, a syndrome of some sort of, you know, thing. Uh, Mina says, Sinead, is it the fear of a Teletubby? I mean, yeah, it could be. Or is it the Teletubby that just didn't make it into the song? Listen to this. Time for Teletubbies. Time for Teletubbies. Time for Teletubbies. Dinky winky, hanky winky, dipsy, okay. la la, la la, lalochesia. <laughs> Too long for the kids, you know. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work. It doesn't really flow off the tongue. Sorry, lalochesia, you're not part of the Teletubbies this time. You know, that's maybe. Look, maybe, maybe that. Yes. Uh, somebody else saying, um, not a chance. Please, can I Google it? I can't pronounce it. Never mind spelling, says Paul. Yeah, I can't pronounce it either. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, by the way. Is it a fear of lilos, says somebody. L- lilos, like as in, you know, what you lounge around uh, on the beat, like... L- but it's not lilochesia, lilochesia, maybe, maybe, it's a, you know, maybe, that's another one. Um, or is it Teletubby hair loss? Yes, it could be, oh, the Teletubbies can't come out, kids, they've got a case of Keep those coming in, 86 The 11 to 1 show. Details of our bus airing competition on the way. But first, we are going back to this day in 1994. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1994, Nelson Mandela was sworn in as South Africa's first black president. And today is World Lupus Day. Imagine being bothered by sunlight, being covered in a rash, suffering from fatigue, having mouth sores, dealing with kidney and joint problems as well as some hair loss and swelling of lymph nodes. It sounds horrific. This is the reality for a lot of people living with lupus disease and World Lupus Day was created to help the world understand that this uh, bag of symptoms is actually a debilitating chronic autoimmune disease that is suffered by approximately 5 million people worldwide. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. All this week I've teamed up with Bus Erin and we have a great prize up for grabs. Did you know that as part of the TFI network, Bus Erin are providing more frequent services on their 101 and 101X routes that run daily from Drogheda via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. To celebrate this, you have the chance to win a €200 Euro one for all voucher every single day this week. All you have to do is tell me... Where have I stopped off on our 101X route today from the clues? So we're kind of on the outskirts of Dublin City, not the city centre. It's Collins Avenue area. And we're stopping because there's a lot of students getting off. They look very stressed. It is exam season. There's a lot of them. Some of them heading into the teaching college. Others heading off to that bigger university. Whereabouts am I stopped today? Around that Collins Avenue area. Very easy now, come on. 086 1800 658 if you think you know 
where I am stopped and you could be winning that 200 euro one for all voucher and don't forget if you're travelling between Drogheda and Dublin then the 101 or 101X these services could be for you busairin.ie for all of the details there's the script break even on 11 to 1 ah come on now it's not Trinity College one or two said Trinity College the other one the other one Trinity College is in the centre of the city I'm describing the one around the Collins's Avenue area come on people the rest of you getting it right do keep those coming in on 086-1800-658 does the mystery word sounds like someone who is severely constipated Lalochesia okay okay says this message uh, also is it a type of plant could be a type of plant yeah living uh, where where would that plant be found I don't know I don't know uh, all will be revealed very shortly with Grace she's going to be joining us for Word Foolery after 12 do keep those uh, suggestions for our mystery word coming in on 086 1800 658 The 11 to 1 show A striking photograph of a man and his grandson from me that's featuring in the Michelle Obama documentary. More on that very shortly. But first, here's Hosier. Hosier, someone new on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Now, an iconic photograph of Drumconroth councillor Michael Gallagher meeting his first grandchild through a window. Remember those times at the start of the COVID pandemic? This is featuring in a highly popular new Netflix documentary featuring Michelle Obama and Oprah. So little Phelan Gallagher, he became one of the most famous babies in the world in March 2020 because a picture of his granddad Michael looking in at him through the window went viral around the world. I think it really captured the sense of the impact that the, the pandemic had on our lives in ways that we never thought would happen. And I think that it's just an incredible image. It featured in uh, Dr. Phil's uh, TV series and as well, and it comes now back to our attention because... Um, it's going to be at the beginning of the documentary called The Light We Carry. And uh, this is fantastic. I mean, at the time, something like 190 million people had seen it. Um, and, you know, this is, you know, because it showed what lockdown was like. Um, but this, in it's back now in, in focus because it's in this new Netflix show. And uh, in the show, Michelle Obama is delving into the challenges and life lessons that shaped her second best-selling book, The Light We Carry. An illuminating conversation with Oprah, the first uh, former first lady of the US, says that during the first few weeks of the pandemic in 2020 she found herself more overwhelmed not just by the uncertainty and danger that came with this uh, frightening global emergency but also by the fact that everything she heard and saw on the news felt massive and consequential and among the pictures illustrating that is Michael and little Fuelon. So there you go. Little picture of um, the, the Royal County ending up in a huge documentary starring Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And is it, it, it is quite a poignant but lovely image if you know what I mean as well it's just it's it, it encapsulates the whole feeling around the pandemic it really does anyway from local news to celebrity news now The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi, I'm Crossy. Will Poulter is in the latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He's been talking about his mother loving Rocket in the Marvel movie. My mum's in love with Rocket. My mum wanted me to bring Rocket home. I had to explain that 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 isn't possible. Um, And I can't kidnap Bradley Cooper either. That's that's not a good look. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, she's she's in love with the Rocket. I'm going to get my mum a Rocket toy. Jenna Ortega has officially joined the cast of Beetlejuice 2. She is going to be the daughter of Lydia, played by Winona Ryder 
Carter in the original. Michael Keaton is said to be back too. The movie is set for release late next year. Robert De Niro has announced he's a father again at the age of 79. He was chatting to Entertainment Canada when he revealed the news. He was promoting his new movie about my father. Here's the moment it happened. Listen, I know you have six kids, um, but like, Seven, have you... I just had a baby. Seven. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. I'm so sorry. Okay, seven. Um, I gotta know, have you always been the cool dad or have you ever had like the embarrassing dad moments? I don't think that I'm a cool father. I think um, I, I'm okay. You know, my kids uh, disagree with me at times and my daughter, my it's 11, she's uh, gives me a grief sometimes and I argue with her I, I adore her but um, you know and my youngest now so that'll be more to come but that's The Buzz I'm Crossy The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Early sped out the coffee this morning when I heard that De Niro and dad again aged 79 okay okay uh, now we're going to be talking to Grace uh, with word foolery very shortly if you missed it earlier on our mystery word is lalochesia lalochesia we've had everything from Teletubby hair loss they're suffering from lalochesia to uh, oh this is good is it a singing term you know someone who's good at singing the low notes we need the lalochesias to come in in this bit yeah I like that Sinead it's the state of the nation right now we're in a state of lalochesia after the Eurovision, Eurovision, a state of depression like that as well. Keep those coming in 086 1800 658. There's Starship, nothing's gonna stop us. We are having great fun with the mystery word just as well, by the way. Anyone who enters our little mystery word competition, you are gonna get a book. It's called Glass Houses by Melanie Murphy. And uh, she is the author of the best-selling book, If Only, and it's about, it says it's a magical, uplifting novel about family, reconnection and learning not to take anything for granted. So Glass Houses is the book that is up for grabs. If you can tell me the meaning of of the word lalochesia l-a-l-o-c-h-e-z-i-a okay don't google what it is just the wrong answer really is what we want to 086-1800-658 we're talking word foolery with Grace next the 11 to 1 show It's time for Word Foolery Wednesday. Word Foolery Wednesday on LMFM with Grace Tierney. Oh, it is. And we're having a lot of fun this month with the mystery word. This is the time of the month where Grace brings us the fascinating and often hilarious origin stories behind words we use a lot and weird sounding ones we definitely should use more often. Like lalochesia, which I hope I'm pronouncing right. Grace is on the line. How are you getting on, Grace? Hi Sinead, I'm grand. Good to hear you getting Lalochesia correct. Well okay, done. well the rest of them I may not because I think you're just trying to test me now this week with some <laughs> of these ones. Uh, so one of the ones uh, that we have first is Frippery. Correct. Okay, I, I like Frippery. Uh, I think I could use that in a sentence but I don't have a clue what it means. Uh, and that's fair enough because it has a few different meanings. So you're okay. You've probably got one of them. Um, I tend to use it to mean something that is overly ornamental or unnecessary. So I don't like frills on clothes. So I would describe those as frippery. Yes. Um, is that is that what you were thinking? Yes, that's like all that frills and frippery. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking along that line. 
grand. Well, we've got that, but we have other meanings as well. So that would be the classic sort of uh, British English uh, definition of it and Irish English, I guess, too. Uh, we also have uh, from Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, which is a great read for anybody who loves to read a dictionary. Uh, it says it's rubbish of a tawdry character, worthless finery and foolish levity. So it's mm. kind of pulling in a few extra things that they disapprove of. However, the American dictionary, Merriam-Webster, would say that frippery is cast off clothes. And all three are correct, but the Americans are actually closest when it comes back to the history of the word. So frippery entered English in the mid 1500s. It's quite an old word. Um, it was a word for old clothes. And it was borrowed from a French word, frippery, spelt differently, but sounds similar, for old clothes or an old clothes shop and frepperie in Old French, so just slight change of spelling. A frep was a word for rags with roots in Latin falupa, which meant a splinter, straw or fibre. So I guess wood or a plant material or uh, yarn or whatever that's been broken down into just the threads. The idea being that the old clothes are so worn down that they're just rags and cloth fibres. Additionally, there was a, a job of a fripperer oh. who was a dealer in old clothes and a frippery was their shop. So a secondhand clothes shop was a frippery, which I actually think would be quite nice if that came good. back. Yeah. yeah, I'm all on board for that, particularly now, you know, anyone that's setting up a sustainable business with sustainable style, we've just given you an excellent name for your shop. Yes. You and know, we'll take a small cut. We will know, take a, a small, small cut. Percentage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's unknown exactly when frippery flipped, because obviously it's a sarcastic inversion to go from old clothes to overly ornate clothes. But somebody decided that they would call your new outfit a frippery. And you're, I'm sure the original victim was quite annoyed because they were in a very <laughs> elaborate costume. But by the early 1600s, they were then using frippery, not as old clothes, but as over the top outfits. So somebody that was very damaged. Andy-ish. They they were in their fripperies. Yes. Oh, sir, you do look so fine in your frippery garb today. Yeah, I could see that working. Yeah, I really could yeah. see that working. Um, okay, so one that we definitely know, but there's again a couple, couple of different meanings around this one. Bug. Yeah, bug has a few meanings as well. And I really just threw it in because it's a great example of a word that everybody thinks they know where it comes from and you don't. Well, okay. you probably don't. <laughs> um, sorry, I won't say that. I'm sure your listeners are very well educated and some of them may know this. Um, so a bug would often be seen as a modern American word and it's really not. It's oh. actually really quite old and it definitely started on this side of the Atlantic. It's not American English at all. I mean, it's used in American English now, but it started over here. So Middle English, which is quite far back, had the word bug. It was B-U-G-G-E, so just slightly spelt differently. And it described something that was frightening or a scarecrow, which I suppose is frightening to a crow. Um, and it, it goes back as early as the 1300s and may even have roots back to Old Norse, uh, which had a word called uh, book for a tree insect. So you've already got insects back there with the, the Norse connection because obviously bug in American ins is an American insect. Um, there are also links to boggle, which was a goblin in Scottish or a bug, I think is the right pronunciation. It's Welsh. I don't mm -hmm. speak any Welsh, um, which is also a goblin. Um, and it could even link to the bogeyman. So when you see those written down, it's hard to do it on radio, but when you yeah. see them written down, they're all spelt very, very similarly. 
So the idea of a bug being scary may have been what gave us the word bed bug, because that was oh, certainly with us yeah. by the 1600s. And I'm sure they were riddled with bed bugs. Yeah. I love them. Um, and this also, again, reiterates that bugs as insects definitely started in England rather than the American side of things, because that's a bit too early for English influence on American English. So the concept of something small causing a very big problem persisted with the idea of a bug in the machine, which mm -hmm. dates to 1889. So it actually goes further back than I expected as well. And they believe it may have been coined by the great inventor Thomas Edison, which gives it a bit of a pedigree. And it persists in the world of computer programming. So uh, I used to work in that area myself and you'd be searching for the bugs in your code. They were never a good thing. They caused trouble. So just some small little typo would cause a huge issue. Um, in a similar vein, bug is another word for a germ. We date that one back to 1919. And to bug or to annoy somebody has been possible since 1949. So it appears that bugs, which started as quite large scarecrows and bogeymen, have shrunk in size to goblins, then to insects, and finally to microorganisms. But they're still bugging us. Yeah. They are still bugging us. Thank you so much, Chris. That's brilliant. Uh, Tupperware. Okay, now the Tupperware party, uh, that was a big thing in the 50s. And I know somebody in my life who is obsessed with Tupperware. This woman oh. could just, you know, open a shop already. She has so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you absolutely can't open a shop for Tupperware. That's you definitely not allowed to do that because the one way they're not allowed to be sold is through shops. It's oh, only through the parties. Okay. And there's quite a fun story behind that and a woman that, in my opinion, was slightly robbed. But anyway, you can judge yourself. So pretty much every kitchen in Ireland has some Tupperware. Um, and I started uh, researching my book about eponymous words and I wanted to put some inventors in. And it was only then that I realised that Tupperware is named after the person who invented it, oh. who is an American man called Earl Silas Tupper. And he led a very unusual life. <laughs> so an awful lot of the inventors in that book, a lot of them died penniless, which was really quite tragic because they put so much work into their inventions. But not Earl. Earl knew how to look after number one. So he was a failed landscape gardener who then worked for the DuPont Chemicals Company and he designed lightweight bowls, plates and wait for it, World War II gas masks. Ooh. So he was quite versatile. Yes. Uh, he branched out on his own in 1938 and founded the Tupperware Plastics Company. I suppose it was the boom in plastics at that point. And he had Tupperware named after himself in the shops yes, in shops, by 1946. So end of the war. So you're about right with your 1950s heyday yeah. for it. Now, the unique marketing plan, the first ever to use party selling, wasn't his idea at all. He took a long phone call from a lady called Brownie Wise, which is a great name, in 1948. And she basically talked herself into a job by explaining, oh, you could sell it at parties. Mm. So they removed Tupperware entirely from shops. And from then on, it was only sold via parties in people's homes. Ten years later, Tupper and Brownie Wise had a massive falling out oh, and that no. resulted. Yeah, exactly. And it was all her idea. Like, I know he had the he'd invented the thing, but she worked out how to sell it. And that's at least 50 percent of the success. Oh, yeah. Huge falling out. She loses her job despite having contributed to the success. Almost immediately afterwards, he decides to sell the company for a tidy profit. And aged 51, we could say something about midlife crisis. He divorces his wife gives up his US citizenship, almost certainly to avoid paying any tax, and bought an island off the coast of Costa Rica, where he lived until his death in 1983. 
So quite the life story to ponder the next time you're putting the left away, leftovers away in a Tupperware box. I will never look at one of those the same. They'll be all banished now from my house. Thing, yeah, you know? well, <laughs> not entirely because I'm kind of rooting for Brownie in that story. Yes. Like she obviously worked her socks off and pitched a great idea to him and then just got, you know, not treated very well. Thrown afterwards. by the wayside after she comes yeah. up with something absolutely genius. OK, this is going to be interesting. How do I pronounce this? Uh, Wiglomeration. Is it? Uh, not bad. Okay. I, I didn't think that one was going to be that hard. I'm sorry, Sinead. <laughs> or, well, I'm a little bit sorry. Uh, I, I go with wigglomeration. There you go. Yeah. That but, was what know. I said, was it not? Come on. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, look, nobody really knows because it's an invented word. OK. Um, I'm a big Charles Dickens fan and this is one of the ones that he invented. He's very talented with making up new words and character names. And this is a classic. So he created it for his novel Bleak House. The novel charts the endless Chancery Court case, which over decades tries to determine who should inherit from a disputed will. And the story is about all the people that are waiting for the case to be resolved. In the end, the case is settled but the entire huge estate goes to paying the legal bills and nobody inherits anything at all. Uh, I would strongly suggest you read it if you're thinking of taking a legal case before you actually do so. (laughs) So the story of Bleak House was inspired by real cases, one of which lasted for, wait for it, 117 years. Ah, come on now. No, genuinely, there's a real case in British legal history. And Dickens, he started his career as a court reporter. So he had witnessed quite a few of these cases. And this is what he's satirising in the book. So he'd witnessed lots of wigglomeration. Um, Of course, this has modern resonances, despite, you know, progress. A hundred years later, litigation is still expensive and wigglomeration continues. But what precisely is wigglomeration? So it's the endless process of the law. The barristers in English and Irish courts still wear white powdered wigs. They do, yeah. And these wigs talk and talk and talk and they run up their bills in the process. So the next time a friend is thinking of taking a a legal case, tell them to beware of wigglomeration. I love that. I have so many lawyers in my family that I'm going to use them. Uh, (laughs) Good luck. Just don't get sued by them. Yeah, this is it. Uh, Sinead, uh, this is the mystery word now. Uh, Does it mean a significant shortage of lilos? People are going on the lilo thing now. We're talking about uh, lalochesia and uh, we've had everything from a Teletubby that's lost his hair uh, to, you know, is it a condition where 50-year-old alcoholics are addicted to Teletubbies? Okay. I don't know where the alcohol, alcohol I don't know uh, someone says uh, well I see the kind of sounds um, alopecia yeah we know alopecia is a form of losing their hair no no lalochesia we're talking about I kind of was going is it like a condition of some sort you know like but I, I think <laughs> I think some of these ones are great is it the state of the nation after the Eurovision because we're so depressed we're in a state of this I, yeah, that could be it either something tells me we're way off the mark Grace Ah, well, yeah. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I don't think any of you are even close. I love the idea of national depression post the endless disqualifications from the Eurovision. We could adopt that maybe. Maybe I I might need to do a Eurovision uh, themed one at some stage. I'm afraid I'm I'm not that quick on the ball. Like that was only last night, lads. Like I'm good, (laughs) but I'm not that good. Uh, Lalochesia has nothing to do with that or the Teletubbies, although I see where you're getting that from Lala and Poe and all that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've forgotten about Teletubbies. My kids are too old for that now. Um, No, it's not that. So Lalochesia is the use of swearing to relieve 
Yes, to relieve pain, anxiety or frustration. So, for example, when you drop a hammer on your toe and okay. you a good old yell, that is lalochesia. Okay, so anyone who does that now, you'll be able, if someone does that in your vicinity, you'll be able to go, oh, listen, just let him on, he's having a case of lalochesias. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. So it, it it has Greek roots, so I can tell you where it comes from as well. So it's two words formed together. So we've got lalo and kesia. So lalo comes from the Greek word lalos, which means speech or chatter. So you'll find it in various different medical terms. So I suppose you weren't too far off in that regard. So things like uh, speech abnormalities that you'll often find the word lalo in those. And kesia from lalo kesia, meanwhile, comes from a similar Greek root as well, uh, kizo literally meaning I defecate. This means that lalochesia to a Greek, at least, if you said it to a Greek person, they would know that it means to poo out of your mouth. Wow. Which is one way of explaining the language used when you drop a hammer on your toe. So when we talk about bad language or, you know, that's where they're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, I never in a million years would have thought it was that. But Grace, as always, you throw out some random ones for us and we have great fun with it every single month. Thank you so much for all of that. Great word foolery and we'll chat to you again next month. You're very welcome. Talk to you then. Thanks Bye-bye. a million. Grace Tierney there, wordfoolery.wordpress.com. If you want to find out more details of uh, Grace's blog, her books, all that sort of stuff, you'll find it there. We'll put everyone in. We'll put everyone into the draw for that book and I'll pick a winner very, very shortly. The 11 to 1 show. Ah, uh, Bono, Bono celebrating a birthday today, 63 today. There they are with the sweetest thing. He's looking well, isn't he, for 63? Fair play to him. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Gosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Now, KTF Housing Limited require a full-time combi lift driver based in Dundalk. To apply, please contact careers at ktf.ie. And the Green Schools programme requires travel officers to work with schools in the Louth area. If you're interested, please email hr at eu.ontoshka.org or you can visit greenschoolsireland.org. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search We have just the last couple of minutes now to enter our competition If you missed the details I'm going to give you them right after these The 11 to 1 show I did promise I would give away a book in association with our mystery word uh, for, with Grace this month and it was Glass Houses by Melanie Murphy. That is going to Mina Curran in Kells for your fantastic Teletubby description of our mystery word this month. So we're winging our way. Uh, that's going to wing its way to you later on today. Now getting back to our bus airing competition. Did you know that as part of the TFI network, Bus Erin are providing more frequent services on their 101 and 101X routes that run daily from Drogheda via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. To celebrate this, you have the chance to win a €200 Euro one for all voucher every single day this week. All you have to do is tell me where have I stopped off on my 101X journey today. So we're in Dublin, we're at the outskirts of the city centre, kind of Collins Avenue, and uh, we're stopping because there's a lot of students. They look a bit stressed, you know, they're, they're 
they're stressed out they're getting off here uh, some of them going to the teaching college the others heading to the bigger university where have I stopped now you can give me sort of the location area or the name of the sort of college <laughs> I'm giving it away I'm giving it away come on last chance 086 1800 658 we're alone now. my god I'm definitely not alone with all these messages coming in on 086 658 there can only be one winner today though and it's Trevor Martin in RD if you said DCU Drumcondra around that area you would be right and Trevor you are getting that one for all voucher worth 200 euro don't worry tomorrow I'll have another bus stop for you to guess from the clues now before we finish up I want to let you know Loud County Council the library service there, they are running a number of events throughout the month of May to celebrate the Bealtaine Festival. So Bealtaine Festival is Ireland's national festival. It celebrates arts and creativity as we age. It's a really brilliant festival that's run every single year and it's run by Age and Opportunity. So they are the leading national development organisation. They provide you know opportunities for older people to be more creative and engage in cultural and creative life. So the event uh, it was launched uh, last week but they have a number of different things happening in Loud Libraries over the next couple of weeks. So if you have a green thumb, Mary Bell Ryan is going to be uh, hosting some flower arranging demonstrations. So, you know, you'll learn techniques of creating fabulous floral displays. Uh, that's happening in Dundalk Library Tuesday, May. Uh, oh, sorry, that was yesterday. Apologies, apologies. Uh, so it's going to happen on in RD uh, tomorrow, RD Library tomorrow, 11th at 11am. And also then it's going to be in the Drogheda Library Monday, May 15th at 3pm. So booking is essential for that one. So if you want to go along, contact your local library for that one, OK? Uh, also, they are going to welcome all quizzers as well. There's going to be a Bielts and a Table quiz happening in uh, Drogheda Library next week, May 16th at 2.30. And also in Dundalk Library on Thursday, May 18th at 2.30. So you can have teams of three or four. Uh, or you can attend alone and join in in a team on the day. And there's no booking for that one as well. And if you're interested and exploring your family history. Drogheda local, uh, Library's local studies expert are going to be providing genealogy sessions, kind of one-on-one stuff. That's going to be happening Thursday the 8th of May between 11 and 1 and 2 to 4pm. So you have to contact Drogheda Library to book your place for that one. So check out the local library. Loads happening for the uh, Bielton Festival running for this month. That is a lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.